everyone. Welcome to A Quick Shot of Romance in Author Spotlight. I am Becky, and joining me on this episode is author Lillian Harris. Hi, Lillian. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, I will say one of our listeners, Gretchen, is a huge fan. I know. She recommended me for this podcast. So, yes, I know. Um, so. <laughs> awesome. She's so awesome. And we are very community driven. So when our listeners say, hey, pay attention over here, we try our best to. Um... Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. So we are spotlighting your latest released Sinful Sinful Vows. Vows. The book yeah. releases on January 30th. This episode is dropping on January 31st. This will be spoiler free. We are not going to spoil the book because we really <laughs> hope that everyone will go out and grab it. Yay. Um, I'm going to read your bio and then we'll get into all of this. So uh, Lillian Harris, for Lillian, a love of writing began with the love of books from goosebumps to romance novels with sexy men on the covers. She loves them all. It's no surprise that at the age of eight, she started writing poetry and lyrics and hasn't stopped writing since. I love that. I love that you are not just a storyteller, but a reader. Yes, I've been a reader my whole life since I basically learned English I've been reading so <laughs> yeah I am a lifelong reader and um it just I can't think of a time in my life when there wasn't a book that also like speaks yes. to me from that time I get that yeah I, I basically lived in the library when I was a kid <laughs> or a bookstore when I could same usually a library <laughs> same it was always a big day when we could go to libraries or yes we had a small used bookstore in our town and my mom would take me and she'd take her bag of books to turn in for credit and then we'd get books I loved that I know I love books too I try to make my kids love books as much as possible it doesn't always work that way but we try it comes I have teenagers now and when they were little they weren't big readers and now they are getting better and becoming readers so so there's still hope okay good (laughs) there is still hope yes and I have one that prefers audiobooks he's much more into audiobooks um which is cool Graphic novels yeah. and audiobooks are his thing. Which is Yeah, graphic novels are big, yeah. I love them. I I think they're really pretty. So. They are really pretty. Yeah. I've never got into them, but they look cool. They look awesome. Yeah, I haven't I haven't either, and I don't understand manga and how it reads and stuff. <laughs> but hey, all forms of reading are valid. If you exactly. read it, read it. Exactly. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Let's get to know you a little bit before we talk about sinful vows. Um, sure. So you are a reader of romance, but what drew you? Because going from poetry and lyrics into writing a full romance story, that's kind of different. So what was that that helped lead you that way? So I uh, even when I wrote poetry, um, especially when I became like high school age, it was always romance based. Um, it was either heartbreak or first love or some kind of romance. I, I, I don't know. It, it was always there in me. And even lyrics were, you know, based on love and relationships and all of that stuff. So it, again, always there with me. Uh, I tried writing a book in 2014, actually. Uh, it didn't go so well. <laughs> I'm my oldest who's nine now. He was about one. And uh, basically I got about maybe five, 10,000 words and then I gave it up. I never did it again. And then 2019 hit and I was reading one of my favorite authors, Brittany Cherry. And I was like, okay, I could do this. Like I like that passion for writing hit me again. And I was like, I can do this. So I just wrote a book. I didn't think anything would come of it. 
And then I don't know, I just did it. So I just wrote a whole book and I was like, okay, cool. I did this. Um, you know, my dream came true. Check. Yeah. And then people were asking me, well, what about this character? And I was like, wait, I'm supposed to give them all a book. Like for real, <laughs> that's supposed to happen. And then they all got a book and then, yeah, like I'm still here. So yeah. I love that. You know, I know that the pandemic was 2020 was really hard for a lot of people, but in other ways it yeah. helped, it gave some of us the time to reset and yes. to realize our dreams and pursue them because we had some we had some time freedom that we didn't have previous yeah so i actually started right before the pandemic so my first book came out in october 2019 so okay. like literally right before, right before that uh i wasn't popping out a lot of books at the time i think in 2020 i only had two but i was also pregnant and miserable and yeah, it was a <laughs> lot of fun I had kids at home, for, you know, from school after I gave birth. So in 2021, I only had two more books. And then, so it was hard. It was very hard for me. I honestly, after, in late 2020, I was like, I'm never going to write again. Like my kid was, my third one was a few months old. My kids were doing homeschooling. I was like, that's it. My career is over. I'm done retiring. But, you know, I somehow pulled through. <laughs> so, you know, still doing it. Yeah. Um. So, what kind of writer are you? So there are pantsers and there are plotters. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. What kind of writer are you? I'm kind of in the middle. I need a roadmap. I can't go completely blind. I need to know my characters. Uh, sometimes it takes me a while to know them, but I need to have a roadmap. So I won't have like everything plotted, but I will have a beginning, middle and end. And then every time I start a new chapter, I will bullet point that chapter. That way I can just sprint and like just get my words in because I know where I'm going in that chapter. But to sit there and plot the entire book from scene to scene, I don't do that. It kills my creativity. I need to have some leeway to do what, what I want. And sometimes the story just does its own thing. You're like, okay, I was going to do that, but now it's not going to work. So it's going to be something else. So that's, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess. So are you an author with voices in your head? I say that yes. and it sounds crazy. Voices. Yes, I'm voices. one of the lunatics. Sometimes my kids are like, Mom, are you talking to yourself? I'm like, shh, it's part of the process. It's what I do. Hey, they're talking in my head. Leave me be. <laughs> I'm like, okay, crazy mom. But yeah, they do talk to me. And I see everything like a movie in my, in my head. So um, as I'm writing, it's like happening in my head. And I'm seeing like their expressions. And I'm seeing what they're doing, like how they're doing it. So it's playing in my head the whole time. I love that. I'm a shower idea person. So I talk things oh out God. to myself in the shower. <laughs> You have one of those notepads that, where you can write in the shower because I have that. I it's amazing. Don't. I will yell at. Oh, I take my phone so into the good. shower and then I'll yell at like Siri to. Um, I'll record it. To record it or I'll have her send text messages to um, one of my contributors or one of the podcast participants and stuff yeah, that helps yeah. with reviews. And I'll be like, hey, what do you think about this for an idea or this about a question? shower ideas or do you get ideas when you're trying to fall asleep because that happens to me every yes. time it's like two in the morning I'm like please seriously now yeah <laughs> and then they like have to work out in your brain and you have to yes. work out how it's gonna play out and yes I can awful. post like, really? whole emails <laughs> I because so I work as a in my day job I'm a copy editor and okay. then also do developmental edits and alpha and beta okay. reading okay and that's my day job and so Maybe I'll have put a book down at the end of my work day, but there's still something in it that's bugging yeah. me and that I need to help figure out how we're going to move it forward. And then I compose whole ideas in my head. <laughs> and then you have to like sit there, memo it on your phone and try not to Gosh. wake up your spouse. 
Yes. He thinks I'm a lunatic too. It's like my whole family thinks I'm a lunatic. I'm Same. like, I've embraced the title. Like, I'm just, I'm cool with it. You're not alone. My Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> You're not alone. Um, so do you have a favorite romantic trope? I do. Enemies to lovers. Hands down, my favorite. I love that whole vibe of like hating each other, but sometimes not really hating each other. Like it's it's my jam. I could write enemies to lovers all damn day. Like just my favorite. Well, I think it works well. You write dark darker romance, mafia type romances, and I think yeah, that it yeah. works well. Yeah. When there's yeah. that and I, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't work for all books. Like I have the second one in the series is an age gap. And as much as I wanted to put the enemy still lovers in, it just didn't work out. So I was yeah. like, nope, not happening. Can't push a trope that doesn't fit. So no, no, you can't. Yeah. And sometimes again, it's those characters telling you yeah. what's going to work. Like- but I do love the banter in enemies to lovers. I know, me too. Me too. So I love it. So fun. Banter will always suck me into a story. Like good banter oh, yes. and I'm there. Exactly. Sometimes it doesn't have to be like a full on, like, I'm going to murder you type of thing. Like, it's more of like, even like a more playful enemies to lovers type vibe. I'm I'm here. For, I'm here for all shades of enemies to yeah. lovers. I really like <laughs> adversaries to lovers or even that rivals to lover where they're just yes. like, they might not actually hate each other, but it's been ingrained in them because their families are warring True, or yes. the neighbor. I love a good neighbor fight. <laughs> Maybe they're fun. I can't say I did that, but I've read them. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, (laughs) Okay, so you had to make the decision to press publish on your very first book, and that is not an easy thing to do. No, it wasn't. (laughs) You're putting yourself out there. You know, you're putting your art out there, and you're putting the words that have come from your soul out into the world, and you're saying, this is no longer mine. I'm giving this to the world. So what yeah. are some of those feelings when you make that choice? My God, it's definitely fear. Um, I'm a people pleaser. So that feeling of like, oh my goodness, they're going to hate it. They're going to hate me. They're going to hate the words, the story, the characters, all of that. It's frightening. I think it doesn't It doesn't go away no matter how many books you write. Uh, whether It's actually worse now than it was in the beginning because I felt like in the beginning I had nothing to lose. Like, okay, they don't know me. They hate it, great. I won't write again. But now it's like, oh my goodness, like I have like a tiny amount of readers, like they actually want my books. And what if they don't like my books? What if they say that this one's really terrible? So all those feelings of like not being good enough, um, not making people happy, failing people, like those things go through my head. Like they eat at me. Um, So that whole people pleasing thing is, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's talk about Sinful Vows. Sinful Vows releases on January 30th. This is a mafia romance. It is a marriage of convenience. Um, It is a dark romance. So we do want to warn our um, listeners, make sure you check content and trigger warnings because there is on page violence and there is mention of rape and some consent um, that plays into that. Uh, Yes, there's more like, um, so there's a scene with um, consensual non-consent. I think that's the formal, former formal title of that so there is a scene like that um and she the heroine is trafficked so she escapes that life and some of those scenes of her life are on page so definitely be mindful of that for sure well there's some big emotions in this book you did not shy away from the i never do of fear i'm yeah i'm i'm big on emotional writing um, like people that have read me for a while know that I love writing it. Um, even with my contemporary series, um, 
when I had my contemporary series, like it was very emotional. Like I, I love writing that. So I try to translate that into my mafia books now. <laughs> it's big emotion yeah yeah yeah. I I love writing with me because even like the um the opening scene as she has left her trafficking situation and moved forward into this next situation where with the Messanina family she's hiding in a corner at one point um not sure of what's going to happen with her and her fear was tangible her fear was like the way you wrote those words like I felt her fear the I'm glad the anxiety she had of not knowing what to do and there's a moment um because he is a single dad and there's a moment between her and the child and you just you feel like her breath like just caught and knowing that like this is it this is it she's done and that was like chapter one of the book <laughs> like Lillian what are you doing to me here? oh good I'm glad that's always my goal I, I try I go through so much self-edits of my own until I'm fully satisfied that I've accomplished these feelings in my own self before I give it to my editor like I go my self-editing process is scary because I really like I'm never happy and I try to make those emotions come across so much and I'm glad that you said that they did come across it makes me really happy they did. They really did. And and it was so this book is available in Kindle Unlimited. And yes. um, this is one of those books, you guys, that you're going to pick up and you aren't going to put it down till you're done. And even <laughs> though it ends with her and the hero having their HEA, I am still desperate for <laughs> book two. Like, yay, <laughs> desperate. Um, I think this is going to be a three book series. Yes, and it's going to spin off to an Irish. Yeah, I'm doing spinoff after spinoff. So yeah, it's going to be three Messina books. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there are three brothers. Three brothers. Three brothers. (laughs) I love writing brothers so, so much. It's my favorite. (laughs) So when you're writing dark romance, how do you balance the, the romance and the darkness that comes with them? Because there was chemistry and passion, but in this book, it's not forced. It does... feel natural like there's a natural evolution to the characters and them coming together in their feelings so how do you balance that because it is also has darkness yeah so I feel like my mafia romance like the, the relationship itself is not ultra dark like it's dark because well he's in the mafia and he does unalive people you know it's kind of what he does but he's also swoony character he's also single dad and So I I don't find it hard to make him likable because he has so many other qualities that are likable about him. So I can draw on those things and kind of put that on page and kind of show the reader like the mafia is not all he is. He is this amazing dad and he has the soft side he hides behind. So I play on that. I like to write alpha guys who are swoony and, you know, who fall head over heels for the heroine. Like, that's just what I do. Um, so I find, I don't find that very difficult because I like my characters, you know? Well, and Michael has a real humanity and you see that even before he connects and the heroine's name just flew out my head. Um, Elsie. Elsie. You see, you see his humanity even before you see his kindness to Elsie. Yes. Because you see it with the way he interacts with his daughter, Sophia, but Mm -hmm. also like he has a care towards his mother and mm-hmm. also his brothers and that family dynamic 
it's really intense. And I think that because it's mafia and it's dark, it's even brought more to the forefront. But you did an amazing job with Thank that. You. Is there, because he's a little bit of an anti-hero. Like you said, he does unalive people. <laughs> he does. He does. How, what are the challenges when you're writing an anti-hero, but you also want him to be swoony and to be that book boyfriend? How do you, like, what little things do you like to see that help make that happen? I think um, him kind of softening for the heroine, like, which is, I guess, goes against the grain of like what people would expect for a mafia guy. But when you see him doing stuff and, and being kind, like one of the scenes I wrote in the book where he says something like, where she says, you know, like he gives her closet space and, and she says like, well, I have, he, he says, I'll make room for your things. And she says, well, I have nothing. He goes, well, my wife will want for nothing. You'll have everything. Like things like that, like really for me personally, even as a reader, I'm like, oh my God, that is so sweet. So like things like that, I'm like, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I can see why she would fall for someone like that. You know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of that, like, you know, what is his love language or does he find her love language? You know, is it in mm-hmm. touches? Is it in gift giving? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. between these two, for Elsie and for Michael, it was just about him listening and accepting sure. her emotions and not like sure. just shutting her out. For sure. A hundred percent. And also, I think for her, she's I, I feel like when I was plotting her um, or figuring her out for me was like she is more action driven um I mean she likes the words but she's more action driven like the stuff that he would do for her would make her fall for him even more like that's how she was yeah um so like I said there are three brothers in this family and Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna see you know three books this is a series and what would you say the theme of this series is? Because for me, I felt like the theme was protecting what you love at all cost, like for Michael. And then you saw it a little bit with the brothers in the end. And I'm not going to spoil this people, but I need y'all to read it so we can talk about it. Um, in the end, it came down to whatever I have to do to, to protect those that I love. Yeah, that's for sure. One of the biggest themes in, in all three books and also fighting for what you want. Uh, for sure, it comes to him realizing he has to fight to have her in his life. And it goes across to the next book with the age gap uh, with Raph and Nicolette and also in the third book, Geo and Assault. And he has to also fight for what he wants. So it, that is a huge theme in the book as well. Fighting for what you want and protecting those you love. Yeah. Um, it was really such a great story. And it is Thank out you. now in Kindle Unlimited. It is called Sinful Vows. Um, Lillian, what is next? So I'm going to finish this series, The Messina Crime Family. And um, so the third book is going to connect with the Irish mob. And so they're going to get four books because there's there's actually five siblings. And one of them, the sister is going to end up with one of the Italian brothers. And then it's going to spin off to the Irish little sister and then she has three older brothers they're gonna all get books and then probably probably doing the russian mob i speak russian fluently and i always told my readers i'm never gonna write russian mafia like never gonna do it i'm doing it i am gonna end up doing it after the irish books so that's gonna be what's next and i have another story idea that i'm just like completely obsessed with and i don't even know if i should mention it but (laughs) (laughs) no it's not like i'm like dying to write this and, and i know a few of my readers know this um it's it's 
the lawyer for the mob and it's um he loses his memory so oh amnesia nice amnesia from his oh my god i want to write it so bad but you know it doesn't tie fully into like the whole mafia life but he is fully in the mafia he just forgets his whole life and he's gone for like years and his wife is like his soulmate and he she can't find him it's like holding it it has a lot of suspense and i really want to write it i probably will but i don't know when (laughs) but that's it that's my whole life you got that's everything the next like what like eight books you just got yeah <laughs> um well i'm excited for next because we do meet some of these irish mafia brothers in yes. this book yeah yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're yep. funny <laughs> oh yeah geo um and uh the two um fion and cillian they're they're uh they're funny yeah the other one tynan he's more of like that broody a little bit grumpy get away, get away <laughs> from me grumpy dude yes 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 mm-hmm um, yeah, I can't wait because I, you know, as I was reading, I'm like, hmm, these guys are interesting. I am yes, all for a plot bunny. Send them all to me. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, anyway, Lillian, thank you so much for joining us for this quick thank shot of romance you. author thank spotlight. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Of I really course. appreciate it. Of course, everybody, you can find Sinful Vows available right now in Kindle Unlimited. And um, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.